Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 360 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Revelation chapter 20 today, and our focus is on will Christians be judged by faith or works? Why are Christians judged by works at the great white throne judgment if salvation is by faith? Now, that is a great question for us to wrestle with today. And hey, it's uh, only five days left in the year. That is incredible. Well, for me, there's a few more days than that because as I am recording this, it's the third episode of the night and it is Christmas Eve, 4.15 a.m. And I'm recording a batch of episodes, so I don't have to deal with this, the recording part of this on Christmas Day, so I can spend time with the family. That doesn't mean I'm not happy to be here. This is one of my favorite things to do. Welcome to new listeners in Tel Aviv, Israel, Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, uh, Vastragotaland, Sweden, Punjab, India, New South Wales, Australia, Parts Unknown, Spain, Singapore and France, London, England, Monterey, California, Salinas, California, New York, New York, Charlotte, North Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, Butte, Montana, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Memphis, Tennessee, and of course, Tucson, Arizona. Our goal for the rest of this year is to encourage you in daily Bible reading and daily Bible thinking and daily Bible obeying. We got a website. It's Bible2021.com. Check it out, especially if you want to read some of the source material we talked about in the last couple of episodes when we were talking about the Babylon the Great and whether or not it's the institutional church. You can check out show notes and a pretty much a complete transcript for every episode of the show we've done this year at Bible2021.com. Well, as promised, a shorter episode today, if I can shut up with the introduction, but a great, great, great chapter of the Bible to read. And let's go ahead and start with a small portion of Revelation 20, beginning in verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and one seated on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence, and no place was found for them. I also saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Each one was judged according to their works. Now, this is a surprising passage for some. I don't know if you caught it, but twice here, it is said that people are judged according to their works. Well, surely the just shall live by faith, right? How is it that if salvation is by grace through faith and not by works, which is what we believe the Bible teaches, it's what it says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, uh, how is it that people will be judged according to their works at the end of days? Well, it's a great question, and before we dive too deeply into it, I want to point out to you that it's not just Revelation 20 that talks about this particular coming judgment based on works. All the way back in the Old Testament, Psalm 62, 12, Faithful love belongs to you, Lord, for you repay each according to his works. How about Matthew 16, 27, the words of Jesus he says the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will reward each according to what he has done. Also, 1 Peter 1.17, If you appeal to the Father who judges impartially according to each one's work, you are to conduct yourselves in reverence during your time living as strangers. 
See, God the Father judges according to each one's work. And finally, and perhaps most completely, Romans 2, 6 through 11, Paul says, He will repay each one according to his works, eternal life to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, but wrath and anger to those who are self-seeking and disobey the truth while obeying unrighteousness. There will be affliction and distress for every human being who does evil, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, but glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does what is good, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, for there is no favoritism with God. So salvation is not by works, in in other words, good deeds or acts of righteousness, but by faith. But that said, James is going to tell us that there's no such thing as a real and saving faith that does not produce works of righteousness and obedience. That's in James 2.14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Can such faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, stay warm, and be well fed, but you don't give them what the body needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. So I believe this dynamic is exactly what Jesus is referring to in Matthew 7 when he says, Be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles in the same way? Every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So you'll recognize them by their fruit. So those who are truly saved are going to show evidence of good fruit or righteous deeds or works. And according to Jesus, Christians will be judged based on these good deeds and rewarded accordingly. Now, I do not think for Christians that the great white throne judgment is a heaven or hell judgment, but it is a judgment of works and deeds. And I believe Paul is referring to this in 1 Corinthians 3, though he does use a bit of figurative language here. In verse 11, he says, no one can lay any foundation other than what has been laid down. That foundation is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become obvious. For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. The fire will test the quality of each one's work. If anyone's work that he has built survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will experience loss, but he himself will be saved but only as through fire. Well, John Piper kind of recognizes the interplay between faith and works here, and he offers a very sound explanation as to why the judgment by works does not equate to or lead to salvation by works. And I do want you to notice how he contrasts the possibility of salvation being by works in perfect obedience, which is the wrong answer, with The answer that salvation is by grace through faith and will produce works in obedience, which is the biblical answers. Piper says, what is in the question is how the judgment according to works here in Romans 2, 6 through 10 and in Revelation 20 works together. I said in general, there are two possible answers to this question. One says that eternal life would be based on perfect obedience if anybody had it, but nobody does. And so the only way to eternal life is by faith in Christ. The other way says that 
God never promised eternal life on the basis of good deeds, but always makes good deeds the evidence of faith that unites us to God in Christ, who is the basis of eternal life. Eternal life is always based on Jesus Christ and through our faith. But since faith by the Holy Spirit always sanctifies us or changes us into the image of Christ one degree at a time, according to 2 Corinthians 3.18, there will be deeds that accord with or go along with this saving faith. So while eternal life will be awarded only to believers, it will be awarded according to there will be an accord with or an agreement with their deeds. There will be a way of life that God can put on display to demonstrate to the world that this person's faith was real. Now, in none of these texts does it say that eternal life is earned by or merited by or based on good deeds. They simply say that the final verdict of eternal life will accord with good deeds. They go together. And the reason that works and faith go together is not that works has replaced faith or that merit has replaced grace, but because the gospel of justification by faith is the power of God unto salvation. It's not a weak thing. The gospel does not come into a life and leave it under the dominion of sin. It comes in the power of the Holy Spirit and where it is believed, trusted, and cherished, it produces what Paul calls the obedience of faith in Romans 1, 5 and Romans 16, 26. And eternal life always accords or agrees with that. Amen. So let's read our passage. It's Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key to the abyss and a great chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, the ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss, closed it, and put a seal on it so that he would no longer deceive the nations until the thousand years were completed. After that, he must be released for a short time. Then I saw thrones and people seated on them who were given authority to judge. I also saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and who had not accepted the mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed." This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. When the thousand years are completed, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. They come up across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the encampment of the saints, the beloved city. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed them. The devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne, and one seated on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence, and no place was found for them. I also saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened." Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Each one was judged according to their works. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire, and anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Well, amen. A sobering and hopeful passage. 
Let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of December, which is Revelation 5.12. They said with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Amen and amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.